Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 191 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And this episode is sponsored by another Megan. Megan Connolly. Thank you, other Megan. We've had many other Megans. And you spell your name right. How did you say it again? Other Megan. (laughs) (laughs) And today we will be discussing the second half of chapter 36 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. The only one he ever feared. (laughs) I don't know who edited this, but I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it verbatim. But because I didn't think that this would be long, Megna, <laughs> new host, question mark, and I are talking, but nobody oh, edited the rest of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's not me. I will be talking, but it's not my week. section. So last time, um, Megna and I discussed our sections. Today... Katie and Sasa are going to talk about their sections. And quite frankly, I'm very excited. We're not going to be sobbing our way through the details either. Did you change your... No, we're going to be um, mic dropping our way through the details. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig it. Yeah. So let's go hear from Megna. All right. For (laughs) Weekly Profit. Uh, so Lego is apparently retiring some Harry Potter sets this year. Oh, get ready to see those on eBay for a million dollars. Right. Mm -hmm. So they are retiring the Hogwarts Great Hall and the Hogwarts Whomping Willow sets, which both of those I think have been around for a couple of years now. So yeah, I was going to say it makes sense that it's probably time. I guess the Great Hall one is retiring at the end of July. So if you want to get these before they're gone. I would prioritize that one. And then the Whomping Willow one is hanging around until the end of December. Is um, that the one with Hedwig on it? In that thing? I no? don't know. We just looked at the thing and there was like a Hedwig one. That is a new... Or wait, no, I think that that one's retiring in 2022. The Hedwig build. Oh, okay. Which is actually really cute. So did you say it's I creepy? Gigantic. Oh. No, I said it was big. <laughs> um, some other ones that are retiring at the end of December is the Hogwarts Student Accessory Kit, Buckbeak's Rescue, Haggard's Hut, uh, the Room of Requirement, mm. 
Umbridge's Encounter and then the Herbology class and Charms class, which actually those are really cute. They're kind of like house themed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And then there's we've got a whole nother year on some of these that the actual Hogwarts castle set is retiring at the end of December 2022. So that is the mm. big one. I have that um, one in my house. Yeah. So I think Hagrid's hut would be fun to have. I I did that one. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Yeah. Yeah. I like that um, the fire lights up in, in Hagrid's hut. That was kind of a cool feature of that one. I like the little buck beak. Yeah. Buck beak is cute mm-hmm. too. Beak. So. Yeah, if you guys are Lego collectors, start collecting. They're going to go away. Castle for Christmas. Yeah. Um, So if you, nope, make sure to follow us on Spotify by clicking the follow button on our page and share this episode with your friends by clicking the three dots in the corner of the episode page. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash swish Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Discord channel, trivia games, swish swag boxes, and more. Uh, I think that this will be the last time I can give a reminder that the swish swag box cutoff is April 30th for you to join in order to get the box in July. Um, we are very excited about this theme. We had our first little planning sesh. I'm really excited. Uh, so sign up for Phoenix plus by the end of April and then remain a Phoenix plus patron through July to be eligible to get that box. Thank you all. It's going to be a good one. It is going to be a good (laughs) one. Um, thank you all so much to our current patrons for all of your support. We literally couldn't do this without you. And if you'd like to send your Potter stories, fun stuff, questions, concerns, etc. to our email, it is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Good job, Magna. Thanks, I try. Magna, you sound like Magmar. (laughs) Magmar. (laughs) Magmar. (laughs) You're so fiery. Oh my god. I try. She doesn't Uh, have a hood on today, but she does have Simba ears on. I do. That'll do. That'll do. Wanna be a mighty king. So enemies beware. <laughs> I've never seen a king or beast with quite so little hair. I thought you were gonna what? say you've never seen a Lion King, and I'm like, stop lying. I know it's your <gasps> no, favorite. It's my favorite. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's the saddest. It is. It's, it's not th- I think they're sadder movies. Which one's sadder? I Disney would say up. up is pretty sad. Oh, Finding sad. Dory, I will probably never yes. watch again. That's yeah, sad. That whole thing is that sad. Oh my god, it's heart wrenching. Makes me cry. Uh, it's time for the rub 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 recap. Beautiful, ma'am. So beautiful. Recap. Speaking of sad moments, uh, <laughs> speaking of horrible things, <laughs> last episode was pretty sad. Um, we lost a very prominent character. We lost Sirius Black. Remus had to hold Harry back from running after Sirius into the veil, and it's pretty awful. Um, but Harry has other ideas. He decides he wants to seek revenge 
for Sirius and he chases after Bellatrix. He uses an unforgivable curse for the first time because, yes, he does use it more than once. And he does spill the beans that the prophecy has been Hulk smashed. Bellatrix. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Bellatrix panics, especially when her boss shows up. And uh, she's a little scared. I, I have to say that when I saw the word boss, I literally in my head went big boss Nass because we've been talking about him on Padawan Transmission. Ooh, I can't do it. It'll give me a headache. Series. It'll give me a headache. So are you ready? First of all, Tiffany already read my summary, which is a no, no. No, I read the first sentence because there was capital letters. Tommy boy is in the house <laughs> and he's not happy. So you know the drill. He tries to kill Tommy Harry. Boy. Dumbledore gets in the way. Killing curses are flying around. Fox catches one right in his mouth. Uh, but you know he can't die. So jokes on Tom. Dumbledore is successful. Uh, Voldemort runs with Bellatrix, and finally Fudge and his friends show or no, they they show up. They know the truth after seeing Voldemort in the flesh. Dumbledore lays down the law with Fudge and gives him thirty minutes of his time. He qu- gets Harry a quick way out to go back to Hogwarts. Woof. That's loaded. I mean, I love that Fox literally ate the killing curse. He got freaking awesome. He can't die. Yeah. Like, talk about some. That's why they're my favorite magical creatures. Like, I just think that they're like, they're so cool. Healing tears, singing songs, being all firebird. It's just cool. Pretty cool. Can't die. Why didn't he like study phoenixes and be like, how do you do this? Isn't he like the only one that we see? Yeah, but why wouldn't he like, maybe he wants to get Unless the one that we see in Fantastic Beasts is a different phoenix. I like almost forgot all about that. I feel like it's been like, how would you kill a phoenix? So long. You can. Do you think there's what a way? You, oh, do you think like fiend fire? I don't want to. Do I was gonna it? say oh, maybe some fiend fire. It's like fire matching fire. But if Avada Kedavra doesn't kill him, yeah, maybe maybe a phoenix yeah, has but to like. Avada Kedavra can't kill a Horcrux. Oh, Vinny, toss it into the veil. Kills the Horcrux oh and Harry. Whoa. Maybe a phoenix has to like choose to greet death as an old friend. Like it's their time to toss move. Toss it up. into the veil. I'm late to this party, Vinny. I know. Gosh. <laughs> Jeez. I'm just thinking like what if like it bursts into flame and then you separate the ashes I don't know this we we haven't even started yet <laughs> it would turn into like three new birds like if you separated it mm. that's where that song three little birds <laughs> I don't know that song what no that's an old song by um Someone. Someone whose name I don't know. Yes, thank you. People are saying Corinne Bailey Ray. It yes. says meow. Get on TikTok. Yeah, but like it's a song. It was a song before TikTok. Why, Marcus? Tiffany, what are you gonna TikTok like on there that's gonna white. show up? <laughs> I have to tell you that I got TikTok and I still don't use it. Ah, Tiffany, you, got you could be what? your I've name could like be Talk. Teeth talk. Nobody wants to hear from me. <laughs> this Everybody is does. <laughs> All yeah, right. I agree, Mia, that it is a bop. Marcus, I love you. Okay. Catherine. Liv, I also agree with you. Take it away. All right. 
So we left off with Voldemort <sighs> appearing, and Harry's all like, why are you apologizing to your master? He can't hear you all the way here. And then Voldemort's so like, smug about it. Actually, hey. And it's terrifying. So, what whoops. if he was like hiding behind a corner and he was like, is, is this time? No, no, too soon. Is this, a, no, too soon. Calm down, Tom. Calm down. That's like the person that tries to start a slow clap and it never works, you know? Yeah. So, Bellatrix is apologizing to Voldemort. She's saying, I didn't know about the prophecy. I was fighting, quote, the Animagus Black. Um, she flings herself down at his feet, which just, like, gross. Ew. Get away from those feet. I've seen them in the films. They're nasty. Is he wearing shoes? Is he wearing Crocs right now? Or Toms? Or Bobs? Mm. Or Crocs, for sure. I don't or think Cro- it says that he, he... I don't think he's described. I think, because, again, we're seeing this from Harry's point of view. He doesn't care what footwear he has on. <laughs> I would love to know. Does he like a good old pair of Skechers? Does he want support? Some New Balance. Yeah, <laughs> I bet he That's wears what he needs because he's a new body, shoes. New Balance. You know, Is, does he have Reeboks with the strap? Oh my god, <laughs> boots with the fur. For sure, wearing apple bottom jeans. We drove by a Reebok today, and Katie said she's like Reeboks with the strap, and I was like. She are the lyrics and she was I was crying, like, laughing, cry, at me. laughing because I thought that she was mixing up apple bottom jeans with like Reeboks with the strap. And I was like, where the <laughs> heck did she come up with a Reeboks with the strap? And then I Googled it and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my it. God. Yep. Um, so Voldemort in whatever footwear he's wearing tells her to be quiet. He's going to deal with her later. Does she think he came all the way to the Ministry of Magic just to listen to her sniveling apologies? Bella, quiet down. And Bellatrix tries to warn him, hey, Dumbledore's here, but he's literally not even paying attention. And he turns to Harry and says, I have nothing more to say to you, Potter. You have irked me too often for far too long. And then he casts Avada Kedavra. This dude has monologued since we've met him and like now all of a sudden he's like i'm over it i'm gonna kill you right here and now he's done i guess he's sick of it i mean well, and maybe honestly, you shouldn't come up with all thank these you crazy... for being a villain <laughs> right maybe you shouldn't come up with these crazy plot plans you're gonna get foiled foiled um but harry doesn't like even element is aluminium Oh my god. Okay, science. <laughs> what a Ravenclaw thing to say. <laughs> Poor Harry doesn't even open his mouth to resist. Um, it's described as his mind is blank. His wand is just pointing uselessly at the floor. This guy's been through a lot today, so and he's just like registering that Voldemort's here in his new body. There's probably a lot of like awful flashbacks coming in from the last time he saw Voldemort because that was pretty traumatizing. Yes, Tiff. Mm. I just want to go back to something that you put in a quote of what Bellatrix said, the Animagus Black. And by calling him that, it makes me feel like she's trying to definitely distance herself. Yeah. Oh, see, I kind of thought that it was like her way of making him not be pure. Or like because downplaying him, him like yeah, Being like I, Vegas is like pretty sweet. I mean, sure. 
I, I agree. But I wonder if that's just her way of being like, you're less than me or something. Just like oh. making See, stuff up. I took it up. the way that she wanted to like be like, um, not related to you. So not it's my like fan. Well, I mean, but like Either saying way. black, like uh, that's that's the family name. Yeah. Um, but I think like not saying his full name is just being like not acknowledging him. Okay. Not giving the power to, of saying his name. Like, that's a huge, I think, and maybe it's because I just read a book that had to do with that, but, like, that's something a lot of books cover is, like, the the power of someone's name. Like, Voldemort himself, the power of saving Tom Riddle, the, and later on, the power of saying Voldemort and how that becomes the trigger thing, you know? We do know that Bellatrix, like, she goes out of her way to make sure that Voldemort specifically, and everyone else, I'm sure, but him specifically, know that, like, she has no ties with any of those blood traitors. Like when they talk about yeah. Tonks marrying Remus at um, Malfoy Manor, Will you she's like, the Cubs? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. She's like, like over. Oh, she's just over dramatic about it. Like she's just like trying to press. Like I have no allegiance to them. You know what I mean? Like she just goes really overboard with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he so, like yeah. crushes her. Well, and that's really <laughs> the only the two people we really see her fighting besides Harry are her family. We yeah. see her fighting after Tongs, and we see her fighting Sirius. Yeah. And later on, during the Battle of the Seven Potters, she's trying to kill her again, kill uh, Tongs. Mm-hmm. Oh, when she puts a target on your back, it's scary. For sure. Um. So here goes Voldemort shooting. And Oh, sorry to interrupt you. That's okay. Because I wanted to make sure this is right before I said anything. And she is the person that does kill Tongs. Yes. Yes. She is. So she takes down two yeah. cousins. I'm going to sneeze. Well, Tonks is her niece. Bless your little heart. Oh, right. Thanks. Oh, well, if you're in the South, that doesn't mean bless your little heart. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's kind of like sarcastic. Oh, like, oh, bless your little heart. <laughs> <laughs> so Voldemort shoots a Cadavera. He's done. He's ready to be over with this. Harry doesn't know how to react. Um, but suddenly, that headless golden statue of the wizard springs to life and comes between them. And the spell glances off its chest and the statue flings its arms out to protect Harry. And Voldemort's like, uh, what? And then he realizes Dumbledore. Um, I do have <laughs> a lot of read from chapters just because like this, there's some parts of like this battle you can't just like. I don't think you should paraphrase it because it's like pretty B.A. Um, Is it? Yeah. So from the book. There are parts that I had to read a couple of times because I was like, I literally don't know what just happened. Right. It's intense. So uh, try and follow along. That's the seventh movie. (laughs) True. We're not there yet. (laughs) I got a whole book to go. Voldemort raised his wand Mm. and sent another jet of green light at Dumbledore, who turned and was gone in a whirling of his cloak. Next second, he had reappeared behind Voldemort and waved his wand toward the remnants of the fountain. The other statues sprang to life, too. The statue of the witch ran at Bellatrix, who screamed and sent spells streaming uselessly off its chest before it dived at her, pinning her to the floor. Meanwhile, the goblin and the house elf scuttled toward the fireplaces set along the wall, and the one-armed centaur galloped at Voldemort, who vanished and reappeared beside the pool. The headless statue thrust Harry backward away from the fight as Dumbledore advanced on Voldemort and the golden centaur cantered around them both. It was foolish to come here tonight, Tom, said Dumbledore calmly. The auras are on their way. 
by which time I shall be gone and you dead. Spit Voldemort. So I want to pause here. I love here. that they kept that thinking. in the movie. Yeah. Yes. But I didn't realize until I read it, the tone is like really different. In the movie, Voldemort's all arrogant and cocky and whatever. In this book, he's kind of scared. Like he's angry, but he's afraid. Check out the name of the chapter. That's why it's titled that. Right. I also, I think that it, I think it caught him off guard to be called Tom as well. Oh, yeah. That was probably like, power of a name. Call back to also, not a call back, call forward future if you're taking it from right now. But like this pops up when Harry's talking to him in seven when they're doing their little thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned this in my section because he, (laughs) Dumbledore, you know, I there's things I want to say that I'm not allowed. He doesn't mess around. True. And he's going to use that name, not just his, but other people's as well, to kind of throw people off their guard. Yep. I love him. He's pretty great in this scene. Always. <laughs> so, also from the book, he sent another killing curse at Dumbledore, but missed. Instead, hitting the security guard's desk. Oh no, Eric Munch. Which burst into flame. Dumbledore flicked his own wand. The force of the spell that emanated from it was such that Harry, though shielded by his stone guard, felt his hair stand on end as it passed. And this time, Voldemort was forced to conjure a shining silver shield out of thin air to to deflect it. The spell, whatever it was, caused no visible damage to the shield, though a deep gong-like note reverberated from it, an oddly chilling sound. Voldemort flicks his wand, and this crazy spell comes out. It... It's incredible. What, do we think it's his own creation? Probably. Or do we think this is probably? I mean, you if know. you're fighting Voldemort, you better come up with some. I mean, think about the <laughs> things he's done. I wouldn't put it past him to make his own spells, right? Unless you're Harry and you just shoot Expelliarmus every time you come <laughs> in contact. How always works, right? <laughs> is it the protection? Props. <laughs> um. So here Voldemort's kind of mocking Dumbledore. He's like, oh, do you not seek to kill me? Are you like above that kind of brutality? And Dumbledore claps back and says, we both know there are other ways of destroying a man, Tom. He's still talking totally calm, like he's not afraid at all, like nothing had interrupted his stroll into the hall. Um, He says, merely taking your life would not satisfy me, I admit. Yes, Sarah. I like that this reminds me of him talking to Cornelius in the last book when he's like getting all flustered and like angry and whatever. And Dumbledore's just calm. Oh, in four, you mean? I thought you meant the last book is in seven. And I was book. like, what? You said the I last know, book. So my mind seven. went to seven. seven. I got read. it. Sorry, I got and it. I was like, but is it in that one? Now there's double. The, the last book that we read. <laughs> well, he is a little bit. Where, you know... Voldemort's taking the stance of like, I'm going to to deflect how he's feeling. He's going to mock and say things to Dumbledore and Dumbledore as being one more grown than this other man child is. He's not going to take the bait and he Uh, doesn't take the bait either with um, Fudge earlier in book four where he's just going to be calm. And I know from my experience when I was growing up, my mom would do this and I was like mad about whatever it would like just be worse it would irritate the crap out of me well it's the same like sorry to bring up seven again but i'm not sorry it's the same then like 
uh, Voldemort's all like yelling at him, like I killed Snape two hours ago, blah, blah, blah. And I took the wand from Dumbledore and Harry's like, doesn't matter. Snape wasn't working for you. A B I'm the master of that wand, So you can suck it. <laughs> Literally says that it's quoted. But I also think that it's important to look at what Katie just like what Katie just read is that like exchange it's important to remember that at this point, Dumbledore also is already aware of the Horcruxes. So, like, I think that that's why he pushes back a little bit and says, like, there are other ways to destroy a man, Tom. Because, well, and on top of that, he knows the prophecy. So, like, it's a double whammy there where, like, Dumbledore actually is going into this battle full well knowing that he cannot kill Voldemort right now. He literally can't. So he just has to kind of hold him off for as long as possible until Voldemort decides to leave. Um, or is... Well, and he knows that, like, Voldemort's basically destroying himself. I mean, by making right. all those, his soul is so fragile. Yeah. Um, and destroying yourself, you know, murdering. Yeah. That's pretty horrid. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, as Sarah's pointed out, like, Dumbledore's just... <laughs> He's just pushing buttons. Voldemort's mad. He snarls at him. He said, there's nothing worse than death. And Dumbledore is still speaking, it says in the book, as lightly as though they were just talking about this over drinks. Um, And I thought this was kind of cute. Harry is like scared watching Dumbledore walk. He says undefended and shieldless. Dude's got his wand. It's okay. He's BA. But like... Even with a year of such distance between the two, Harry still wants to protect him. You want to add something? I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh my god, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> if you think if of I it. I remember, I'll read again. Um, so Dumbledore tells Voldemort his failure to understand that there are worse things than death has always been oh. his greatest weakness. Yes. I was just going to say that like, this is one of our... Uh, this is one of our first, like, really big indications of his, like, literal fear of death. Yeah. When he, like, snaps back so quickly like that, there's nothing worse than death. And it's like, well, there might be, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I just think that that's important to point out. Voldemort. I have a question. If Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I was just thinking of this, like, in terms of, like, the, the three brothers, right? And... If you would say, like, out of the three, that the brother that fears death is, do you think that would have been, like, the one that, want, like, his, the love of his life was died? And if you think about it, like, they die, like, in order, kind of. If you think about, like, Dumbledore, Voldemort, and Harry, because, like, Harry and Dumbledore aren't scared of death, but, like, he has the wand, he dies first, then Voldemort dies. Not that he had this, well, I guess, it's in his family's position, but did he have the stone? Who? Uh, what is his name? He did. Grindelwald well, he made it. Who no, are you talking about? D Voldemort. Did he have the stone? Yeah, he just didn't know what it actually was. He never knew about the Hallows. He only he just knew he the knew wand was that there powerful. was an unbeatable yes, wand, but, but he, he didn't did. know it was so a Hallow. Like, what I'm saying is, it just made me think of like if you correlated those three people to the brothers. Not saying you would use it because he doesn't miss anyone. I'm just thinking like to that to me. That one, like, is the one that's, like, closer to death. 
So like that makes in my mind it makes sense what I'm talking about, which mm-hmm. has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> and then Harry has the cloak. He's not afraid to die. Obviously, he goes and meets his death like an old friend. Basically, is what I'm saying. And they die in order, kind of, because Harry comes back to life and then he dies again. You know, or he will when he's like old. <laughs> do you get yeah. what I'm saying? I think yeah, so. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Voldemort sends another jet of green light so what is this like four times now just flailing around about a cadaver no big deal um but this time the centaur comes and takes the blast and just shatters which i don't know why it Mm. wouldn't have shattered on the wizard statue it just like bounced off the chest it's kind of strange um so dumbledore waves his wand Mm. um kind of like brandishing a whip this is so cool this long flame flies out, wraps itself around Voldemort and his magic shield, and but then Voldemort turns it into a serpent that lets go of Voldemort at once, and the serpent turns on Dumbledore. Voldemort disappears while the snake's on the floor, like ready to strike, um, and he reappears in the middle of the pool where the statues were, and Harry yells to Dumbledore, look out! So like he's still trying to protect, you know, it's just really cute. Um, <clears throat> from the book. But even as he shouted, one more jet of green light, Tom, calm down, had flown at Dumbledore from Voldemort's wand and the snake had struck. Fox swooped down in front of Dumbledore, opened his beak wide and swallowed the jet of green light whole. He burst into flame and fell to the floor, small, wrinkled and flightless. At the same moment, Dumbledore brandished his wand in one long fluid mo- movement. The snake, which had been an instant an instant from sinking its fangs into him flew high into the air and vanished in a wisp of dark smoke. The water in the pool rose up and covered Voldemort like a cocoon of molten glass. This was cool in the movie. For a few seconds, Voldemort was visible only as a dark, rippling, faceless figure, shimmering and indistinct upon the plinth, clearly struggling to throw off the suffocating mass. Then he was gone, and the water fell with a crash back into the pool, slopping wildly over the sides, drenching the polished floor. <clears throat> so Voldemort screams master like does she I wonder if she really thinks Voldemort screams that no Bellatrix, Bellatrix. Oh, okay I think he said Voldemort oh. I, like, <laughs> I wonder if she thinks like something for real happened to him yeah why else would she just like out of nowhere do that right so Harry he's sure it's over like Dumbledore won Voldemort fled Eesh. like he doesn't think he died but he thinks he like ran um, so he goes to run out from his statue, but Dumbledore tells him, stay where you are, Harry. And Harry knows this is the first time that Dumbledore sounds scared. And Harry doesn't get why. Like, the hall's empty besides him, Dumbledore, a sobbing Bellatrix, and baby Fox. <laughs> um, Rookie move, Harry. I know. It's never over. <laughs> and then Harry's scar burst open. He knew he was dead. It was pain beyond imagining. Pain past endurance. He was gone from the hall. He was locked in the coils of a creature with red eyes, so tightly bound that Harry did not know where his body ended and the creatures began. They were fused together, bound by pain, and there was no escape. And when the creature spoke, it used Harry's mouth, and so that in his agony, he felt his jaw move. Kill me now, Uh. Dumbledore. Blinded and dying, every part of him screaming for release, Harry felt the creature use him again. If death is nothing, Dumbledore, kill the boy. Let the pain stop, thought Harry. Let him kill us. End it, Dumbledore. Death is nothing compared to this, and I'll see Sirius again. 
And as Harry's heart filled with emotion, the creature's coils loosened, the pain was gone, and Harry was laying face down on the floor, his glasses gone, shivering as he, as though he lay upon ice, not wood. So here we see Voldemort possessing mm. Harry. Um, yes. Saying some scary things to Dumbledore. Um, but the mm. moment Harry thinks of love, boom, like Voldemort can't, it's like he can't handle it. He can't touch Does it. Does not compute. Yeah. It's Does like, <laughs> it's like Coral touching Harry and it burns. This scene in the movie mm -hmm. gives me literal chills. I think that they did it so well. This has always been one of my favorite parts of five and it actually like makes me cry almost every time I watch it because mm -hmm. of the way that the way that it's acted the way that it's edited. I think that it, yes, when you're watching it, like there are parts that are pretty creepy, but like he's literally being possessed. Like it's supposed to be creepy, you know, like whenever he looks at Dumbledore and mm -hmm. he's like, you lost old man. Like that part gives me like creepy chills whenever it says that. And like, sometimes I want to laugh at it just because like, it's sound like that part just like looks and sounds so silly, but like, that is him being possessed like that is real and then whenever they're splicing together the scenes of harry's like happiness and love seeing like the slow motion of hermione and ron laughing oh my God. makes me cry every single time it's like yeah. yes i love what liv said it's the perfect balance of spooky and touching and intense and emotional i think that the way that it is written the way that it's edited it is just fantastic that i i love it i know a lot of people hate five but like you know it's me it's it's my favorite movie and i'm i just love that movie watching, and like this scene is just done so well yeah watching how dan portrays like the struggle Possession. of harry fighting it like in yeah. the book it's i mean it's very effective but it's quick when you because you're flying through it you're reading it but when you're watching it you're forced to watch harry struggle through all of these things that voldemort's putting in his head telling him basically he's worthless like he's better off dead like trying to get in his head and then harry fights it off and is like no i feel sorry for you yeah because you don't know the good stuff in life you can't yeah. understand it Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things i don't like about the movie in five but there's a lot of things that i really really do like yeah like, i, I mean, don't like, like how grop looks but that's for sure there's <laughs> that was the tech that they had at the time <laughs> yeah i mean like there's for sure parts of five that are like gosh i wish that they would have put this or that in but yeah. like i've yeah. always especially like after all the movies were out and i still just continued to watch them for like a comfort i like i really separated them so because I don't compare the movie to the book anymore, I really, really enjoy five. And I just think that like this specific scene, the whole the duel as a whole, Dan's acting with the with being possessed. Um, I have a question about the duel it. in the movie. Yes. When Voldemort says Earth, does he say Earth when the sand hits him? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. He says Something like that. And he like questions it. And it's always confused me. I've never noticed that before. I mean, I can't tell you the last time I watched this movie because it's been like three years since I've watched a Harry Potter movie. So 
That's okay. It's know. actually been kind Maybe of a while Maybe the Discord for us. can help me out with that. Like, does he say that? Does he say Earth? He's like questioning it. I don't know. I've always been like, why? I don't remember what they. S- I'm trying to think. I haven't. I honestly, I haven't no, watched I have the movies no in a while. I should watch them again. <sighs> we're gonna watch five after we're done with this book. True that. <laughs> but that's <laughs> right. We are. Welp. That's all I got, Sasa. Okay, so Harry um, hears that there's like people kind of in the hall, and then like he sees that there's more people than like he's hearing. So he's hearing people, and he's hearing more people than the ones he knows that are at the ministry, right? That are like in the basement. So the statue that has been guarding him is now broken. He sees his glasses, he puts them on, he goes to raise his head, <laughs> and Dumbledore's like a breath away from him, asking Harry if he's okay. And Harry's like, Yeah, I'm all right. And he's asking where Voldemort is and who. Um, the rest of the people that are now like kind of flooding into the atrium are. So it's a bunch of witches and wizards. They're coming through the fireplaces um, and Fudge is one of those people in the crowd. And he kind of seems stunned. Then a wizard with a ponytail was pointing to where the statue of the witch that had Bellatrix pinned underneath it. So he's pointing to that statue and he said that he had seen, you know, who and he had grabbed a woman and disapparated. Um and we talk about this on the Bellatrix Felix Files, and we didn't know. And I honestly, I think I had the book in front of me, so I should have uh, actually, like, looked. Because we're like, D- Tiffany's like, oh, is that Eric Munch? And I was like, no, he has a ponytail, and, like, he's wearing not the same color, whatever. But we find out in the next paragraph <laughs> that um, <laughs> all we know is that this dude's name, is, his last name, and it's Williamson. Um, and he's got long, he's got long enough hair to put in a ponytail, and then presumably also pigtails. Which means nothing. <laughs> but I tried to look him up and that's literally, it's like, he was an aura and that's the only part when we saw him. I'm like, we don't even necessarily know. Oh, well, I guess he does tell him to go down. So we guess he is an aura. Anyways, quoting from the book. I know Williamson. I know. I saw him too. Gibbered, gibbered. What am I wrong with me? Gibbered <laughs> fudge who was wearing pajamas under his pinstriped cloak and was gasping as though he had just run miles. Merlin's beard here, here in the Ministry of Magic. Great heavens above. It doesn't seem possible. My word. How can this be? And I wrote bed instead of B. I like that he has a pinstriped cloak that I missed that. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, Katie. Um, I meant to say this in my section. So he Dumbledore made the statues come to life and the goblin in the house of, I think, like ran off. Did they alert everybody in the I ministry? Think so, it's like, I think they're the mm. only ones that are like standing around because all the rest of them are like, um, I think, like kind of knocked over. Or yeah, yeah. I was just wondering if that I never <laughs> I never made the connection of like, oh, all of a sudden these people just or, like, flood I in. If there's like. I wonder if there's like almost like a panic button kind of thing where like maybe behind the security desk, like he pressed a button and then like people, the people that needed to be alerted were alerted. Yeah. Um, so Dumbledore kind of walked around. He's walking towards the group of all of these new people to tell Fudge um, that he's like, yeah, you're going to find a bunch of Death Eaters in the Department of Mysteries. And they're waiting basically for you to judge them and figure out what you're going to do with them. And Fudge seems like beside himself with hmm. Dumbledore being there. And he tries to get the Aurors to capture him, but nah. Oh my god! I forgot about that. Me too. So did I. I even read this and I don't know how I skipped over that. What an idiot. So are <laughs> the only people who escape Voldemort and Bellatrix? 
Correct. Yeah, everybody else goes ask man. Yeah, Thanks for remembering I said that in the Felix Files we recorded yesterday. That was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. Dude, I have ADHD. Uh, I don't that remember. That was probably when Meg Squat. had her chicken head up. <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> probably it, she couldn't hear so or breathe. Quoting from the book. Cornelius, I am ready to fight your men and win again, said Dumbledore in a thunderous voice. But a few minutes ago, you saw proof with your own eyes that I've been telling you the truth for a year. Lord Voldemort has returned. You have been chasing the wrong men for 12 months, and it is time you time you started listening to sense. So I said something I love about this interaction, and I kind of touched on it in Katie's section. And it's something that Dumbledore and Harry we see later on also. Well, and Harry does, actually. He's calling Tom Riddle, like, a couple chapters ago, Tom Riddle. He uses this with Voldemort, but he also uses this with Cornelius and speaking to him and using their first names. Um, and, you know, with Cornelius, or and with Dumbledore, or Voldemort, right? So, like, Cornelius, like, you see the Williamson guy was, like, hey, calling him Mr. Fudge. We see Minister, we see... Um, just fudge, you know what I mean, et cetera. And like the same with Voldemort, you know, and Harry also calling him Tom. And I said, it's a very powerful thing for someone to do that good or bad because there, you know, in, in this day and age, like there are some people that have changed their names and then there's some people that don't respect that. Um, and cause it's, it can be very powerful for people to hear someone call them by the name they want to be called. Mm-hmm. Um, or in a negative way to disrespect them and say, I had a, I had a teacher actually in hair school whose name was Samantha and we had students that weren't kind and they were calling her Sammy. And she's told them like, I don't like that. She had to get people involved because she's like, it was just terrible. They were That's not nice so people. weird. Anyways, that was childish and lame. Yeah, and they yeah. were grown women. Gosh, I just, I just really like, it's a, it's a power play by Dumbledore. Um, and I thoroughly like that because both Fudge and Voldemort aren't great people. So um, Dumbledore says that he's like, we can talk once he gets Harry back to school. Cause you know, obviously Fudge is like, he's not sure what to say. He's looking around. He kind of, it's almost like he's looking for someone else to tell him what to do. One, cause he's used to Dumbledore being that person. And then for a whole year, who else was that person? You know, probably Umbridge. Yeah. Like he's not, <laughs> he's never been the type of person that can take charge and actually be a leader. I've actually um, forgotten about her within the last few episodes because they've been away. Been nice. It's been a nice vacation from her nest. So Fudge sends Dalish and Williamson to the department of mysteries. That's when he round, they round up all the death eaters that are down there, which is all the rest of them. Um, and he wants Dumbledore to tell him exactly what happened. So again, Dumbledore's like, nah, we can talk. I got to, after I do what I need to do, which is send Harry back to school. And then that's like, Fudge is like, what? Harry's here. <laughs> you know, a year ago, he'd be ecstatic. Uh, well, more than a year ago. Anyway, so reading from the book, Fudge spun around and stared at Harry, who was still standing against the wall beside the fallen statue that had been guarding him during Dumbledore and Voldemort's duel. So Fudge wants an explanation. Dumbledore says, just, he just repeats himself. He's like, we're going to talk when Harry's back at school. So he walks over, he takes that golden wizard statue head, and he turns it into a porky. And Fudge is none too pleased with this action. Um, And I, like, try to look up exactly, like, how you make a porky, but, like, one Dumbledore just like kind of touches it and it like glows and then it's a portkey. Um, but also Dumbledore is like a pretty powerful wizard. Um, and he's not dumb. So, mm-hmm. um, I went to the good old Google, 
We know a portkey is a magical object enchanted to instantly bring anybody, anyone touching it to a specific location. In most cases, a portkey was an um, everyday object that would not draw attention, um, draw the attention of a muggle. And it's said to like traveling by portkey is said to feel like having a hook somewhere behind the navel and pulling the traveler to their location. Um, a lot of people don't care for traveling by Porky, but it's like quick. So, um, but it was like, you know, most inanimate objects could be turned into a Porky. The incantation used to turn. So I just think it might just be the spell. Um, and maybe like the more powerful, the wizard, the more intense, like you have a better chance of not having things go wrong. Um, you just say Portis, this is once bewitched. The object would transport anyone who grasped it to a prearranged destination. A porky could also be enchanted or to transport the graspers only at a given time. And like, what's crazy though, is like Dumbledore has it. So like he has enough time to like get everything set up. Like it might've been like not, it might've been like a minute or so, but he does, he changes that head into a porky in like a nanosecond. Like it's happened so quickly and it's just done. Um, which is crazy. My man. Um, Pretty powerful. My man. Ralph, my, my man. man. And, <laughs> and we've seen port keys like um, when they're going to the World Cup and I, they used them um, in the Order of the Phoenix from different order house, say, wow, house, safe houses to the borough um, after the Battle of the Seven Potters. I would for sure barf. The Triwizard Cup. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'd like we it. We see it in like Fantastic Beasts and all of that stuff. A hook behind your navel. Uh, yeah. No. And then it says, according to Remus Lupin, the creation of an unauthorized port key could incur some serious punishment. Well, it says some sort of punishment, like not what? serious, necessarily. Ministry We're going to see stuff. that uh, Fudge is none too pleased uh, with what just happened. Remus so uh, the enemy theology of it. French porter, meaning to carry an English key in the sense of a secret trick. Um, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's pretty much like, you know, all there is about porkies and whatnot. But we kind of already knew this stuff. Anyways, I'm going to read from the book because there's a lot to be said. And I just want to read Dumbledore because he's pretty Bob Zabern right mm-hmm. now. <clears throat> now, see here, Dumbledore, said Fudge, as Dumbledore picked up the head and walked back to Harry carrying it. You haven't got authorization for that, Porky. You can't do things like that right in front of the Minister of Magic. You, you. His voice faltered as Dumbledore surveyed him <laughs> magisterially over his half moon spectacles. I just see him like looking down at him and being like, try and stop me. I'm mm-hmm, better than you. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> And Dumbledore, this is what he says. You will give the order to remove Dolores Umbridge from Hogwarts, said Dumbledore. You will tell your orders to stop searching for my care of magical creatures, teacher, so that he can return to work. I will give you. Dumbledore pulled out, uh, pulled a watch with 12 hands from his pocket and glanced at it. Half an hour of my time tonight, in which I think we shall be more than enough, or that should be more than enough to cover the important points of what has happened here. After that, I shall need to return to my school. If you need more help from me, you are, of course, more than welcome to contact me at Hogwarts. Letters addressed to the headmaster will find me. Yes! I mean, heck yes. Um, Awesome. I love my man. And says, Fudge goggled worse than ever. 
His mouth was open and his round face pinker under his rumpled gray hair. I mean, this is just Dumbledore making sure Fudge knows exactly who's in charge. Who's the better wizard? He's smarter. He's tougher. He's just better all around. He's a better leader, right? I'm ready. And so Fudge really doesn't have anything to say in response. And Dumbledore turns his back on him to talk to Harry. He gives Harry the port key, which takes him, which he takes. And he tells him that he will talk to him in 30 minutes. And then on the count of three, the port key went off carrying Harry to Hogwarts. And that's the end of the chapter. Get ready for some emotions next time. It's interesting to me how like the end of this chapter, we hardly hear anything going on in Harry's head. It's all kind of like. I think he's just watching. Like, I I think his brain is like shut and he's just watching and then he gets, you know, possessed. So that's all going on. And then, you know, he's just listening. I just listening. I think part of it is like, so we're seeing this from Harry's point of view and he's already kind of numb ish to like everything that's happened. I then like, when you at least in my experience when i'm like watching a fight scene sometimes i literally like i have no idea what the heck is going on um you're trying to like keep up but like they're two like as much as we talk like there's dumbler and voldemort are two very powerful clever witches or was witches wizards oh my gosh you know they're two powerful (laughs) dudes that are fighting each other so like it's not gonna be like a simple little like Boom, you're done. You know what I mean? You didn't say gosh, you said gash. I loved it. <laughs> oh my gash. Yeah, this was quicker. Katie and I like really knew how to like, <laughs> cut the chit chat out. So clearly it's you two that are the problem. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't change the thing. I don't hate it. Nope. Nope. Um I feel like a lot of I don't know. There was a lot of conversation last time. Yeah, this is the fastest episode in a while. Right? <laughs> it's been a minute. Well, it's not over yet. Nope. So let's do some lightning bolt questions. True. Um, first question is from Sam Gartley. Which host is the most likely to monologue like Voldemort? Which host? Tiffany or Megan. That's why the first part of this chapter was long. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go Meg. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of discussion this time. It was just kind of Let's straightforward. I mean, there's this a lot was of the duel. Action. It was yeah, it was yeah. action. So. Let's talk about it. Voldemort, loser. Bellatrix, loser. Fudge, loser. Cool people. Dumbledore, Harry. Fox is not a person. He's the champion of the chapter. I would say though, William Pigtails. a killing curse. Yeah, true. Um, that's like really, really cool. What? Fox eating what is, the killing Yeah, that's, that's, It's yeah. actually cool. really hot because he burst into flames. <laughs> I love that wee bird. <laughs> we had these things at my old job. Well, I mean, we do have them at our new job, but I don't really use them that much. Called bear huggers. And they're like um, blankets that you like put on patients that blow up with like warm air. And in this, people always, I'd be like, oh, here, do you want this set up? And I would tell them what it is. And more than once, I'd be like, oh, that's really cool. Or should I say warm? And I was like, ha heard that before <laughs> <laughs> it was usually like oh older men that were trying to do like dad jokes I'm, like, yeah you're not wrong oh I'm, my god that guy you keep sending me tiktoks of megan <laughs> the dad jokes oh my god yeah. he's so no, funny so much. Dummy. <laughs> 
No, dummy. <laughs> the one time the kid interrupted because the the dad was like, "Hey, you see those trees over there? They're I don't kinda, know if this is the same guy. But oh, go ahead. They're kind of suspicious." And the kid's like, "Yeah, dad, I know they're shady." <laughs> <laughs> so funny. That's so great. He's like, yeah, He's I know so they're funny. shady. Sometimes they're I feel shady. like that when my sister sends me things on the internet, and I was like, I've seen that before. <laughs> well, I know Tiffany oh, isn't on okay, TikTok, so, so I pulled. send her all the talks. I make her Ooh. her own personalized little TikTok feed. Uh, Look at that poll real quick. Vinny, Vinny did a poll and asked who monologues the most, and you it's, won by a lot. <laughs> I think that's really funny. <laughs> My girls are soapboxes. I do. I have a lot to say. All right. Next question comes. And I love the I love the emojis that were used. Thank you. You guys are so kind to us. The next yeah, question really. comes from APATS1. What do you think was going through Voldemort's mind when Harry fought back so hard when he was possessing him? Oh crap. I don't think he was expecting it no. at all. I think he was like, get it off me. Get it off me. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, I can feel the love. It's gross. Cooties. Oh, my God. <laughs> he probably was thinking, what is love? What Baby, is love? Don't Harry, don't hurt me. <laughs> don't hurt me. <laughs> Do you think Voldemort just needs like a really nice hug and a good cry? You know, He needs Ugh. a lot. He's going to hug him, Bellatrix. Obviously. She would be like, come snuggle on my bosom. I was going to say bosom, and then I was like, should I say it? And then I did say it, so here we are. With it. Chest piece. Oh, man. Okay. It's not grammatically correct. What? Too grammatically. That's not uh, always correct. What? I don't want to be, I don't want this to be called chest piece. Chest piece? No. Oh. Don't care for it. Yeah, a lot of people need therapy, not just Tom. True. <laughs> a lot of people, especially in Potter, need therapy. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot <sighs> of people in general need therapy, like, too. <laughs> correct. You're not wrong. Therapy, everyone should go to therapy. Yeah. It would. Maybe I'll take my own advice one day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, next question comes from Pasha. This one's a little loaded, but I kind of like it. So she says if each character had a defining moment, which would exemplify why they were sorted into their house, what do you think the defining moments are for Harry, Dumble, and Voldemort? I don't know if we can say that we know Dumbledore's quite yet because we don't like know. There's like so much more Dumble story that we're going to be getting in Fantastic Beasts. I think I would say, though, for Dumbledore, I think that. He kind of, after losing his sister, changes That's everything. Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. everything, but it really does change him a lot. And I think even there's that doesn't happen to everyone that goes through such a traumatic event. And it takes him. I think it's a courageous thing that he does for the rest of his life because he has to. It almost sounds like he has to actively choose not to go against wanting the power and doing all of those things and like he he actively is resisting all of that yeah that's true i think that voldemort's is probably when he starts asking about how to make horcruxes when he's 15 was <laughs> or however old he is then. i think harry's when, when he's torturing he goes stealing <laughs> hanging rabbits that's yeah i think harry's is when he go he 
goes to sacrifice the himself. Forest. Yeah, I think that's like the epitome of Gryffindor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Or 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 Kate to bounce kind of off of that, choosing to go back. Yes. Yeah, that too. Yes. Because he it would have been yeah. easier, obviously, for him to just I mean, obviously that that's a really hard decision to make, but it would have been a lot less work mm-hmm. on his part in terms right. of the fight in that moment had he just given up. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he he did his destiny, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I like what Mia's saying, like choosing to live after everything with Ariana is the most courageous thing he had to do. Yeah. Choosing choosing to move forward, choosing to go against what his um ambitions were at that time choosing to do the right thing day in and day out choosing to say no to being minister of magic um there are a lot of you know different things just daily that he he battles i mean and we all we all battle things daily his were just holy cow yep for sure um this is an interesting question. Mia, how shocked do you think Voldemort was to realize that even possessing Harry, Dumbledore couldn't be forced into harming Harry intentionally? I don't think like, he was shocked. You don't think Voldemort was shocked? That Vo- no. that Dumbledore wouldn't do it? Yeah. yeah I don't think, even if the prophecy wasn't a thing, I don't think he would have killed Harry. I think it was like... I think it was a last ditch effort because he was clearly not going to win that battle. So possessing Harry was something that was always like a potential. That's what they were afraid of the whole time. But that would, that to me just showed that when it comes to dueling, uh, Dumbledore was a better duelist than Tommy boy, you know, (laughs) Tommy boy. boy. No, it, it really, it really felt like a hail Mary. That's a better term to use for me. Football terms is like that was Voldemort. Voldemort? <laughs> He's molting. <laughs> He's a bird. That was Voldemort's hail Mary. That was his last ditch effort to try and get something done. Because if now that I'm thinking about it, say Dumbledore, say Dumbledore was like, okay, call your bluff, Avada. Maybe Voldemort's thinking I've got. He's playing chicken, kind of. A, t- a ton of other Horcruxes. You know, it's not gonna. I. Who knows. No, if, if I don't think he was shocked at all, but I think to not, I think, um, do you think that if he had killed Harry, mine, take the prophecy away, take the whole like, think he had, blah, blah, can't die, you know, whatever. Would it actually have affected Voldemort? I don't think it would have. The, the Avada? Yeah. When he was, uh, when he's possessing Harry? Um, I well, know. I think that it would have kind of done what, what happened do- in when Harry was young. I think that. I think that it, his soul, soul would still, yeah, bounce, yeah, yeah. It would have killed Harry's body, right? Well, I'm I saying, so. Harry, I'm talking about Voldemort. Would it have and affected? I don't think it would have affected Voldemort. No. So here's my question. I don't know if this can be answered. I don't think it can. So when you possess someone, where's your physical body? It's in the ether. So you remember in. Like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Okay, which one? Mike TV. Which one? I think either one. I've only really seen the the original. So I think, think about the original, how like they see the giant chocolate bar and then it's in particles, right? Okay. And then it goes into the TV and it's a small chocolate bar. Yeah. Particles. 
But you can't see them. <laughs> Sarah, like, so so small. Small. <laughs> this is scientific. It's That's like real. Mist. It's That's, mist. That, yeah, it's that, a fact. That is a genuine explanation. Chocolate Factory. I understood that. She's I understood like that the completely. No, it was just We're like how she said particles. it. She's like particles. <laughs> <laughs> Did I understand it? Yes. Do I accept this? Of course. Because if you think about it, air's not just oxygen. There's a whole bunch of particles yeah, in there. There's, <gasps> there's a bunch of crap. In. There's well, not just crap, but there's also other elements. Well, there's a bunch of things inside <laughs> atoms, and then we're splitting them open, and stuff's Correct. coming out, you know? Protons, neutrons. I got this. Thank you. I accept this chocolate bar. Electrons. Particles. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> well, those are things, you know, better than an atom. I'm out of drink. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Last that was a good question. question. Oh, wait. That was me. <laughs> What? <laughs> I said that was a good question. And I was the one that asked it. <laughs> Tiffany. Which is happen- this is what happens after Tiffany has one G and T, which is a gin and tonic. Listen, I love I love gin and tonics. They're very good. With a lime. I'm not a fan. I like gin. I love gin. Mm. Um, <laughs> Liv Teeth is like, well, I'm really a- <laughs> <laughs> uh, last question Brandon leave from sam gartley if you were approaching lord puff katie that's me by the way to get on her good side what snacks would you bring oh i like this question hold on i'm bringing Catherine snacks yeah um excuse me it's lord puff lord puff she must sorry be. lord puff i would bring the madame um a whole smorgasbord of things i would make sure to have savory and sweet just yeah. in case what her mood is favorite koofies and teas A Coke, maybe a Shamrock shake since Aren't that didn't happen for you. <laughs> Curse you, Shamrock shake. McDonald's, your machine was not broken. You just didn't want to make one. You're a liar. I've oh. never You're had a Shamrock a shake. Oh, yes, Ginger Newts. What would you bring, Meg? You're not excluded from this. I said Ginger Newts. I liked that suggestion. You took some butterbeer ice cream Discord trail mix. What kind of trail, trail mix? mix with MMs Ugh. and. Are you serious? You eat trail mix? I hate trail mix. You want to know why I don't like trail mix? Don't like raisins. raisins. (gasps) I hate. What? And I mean hate. When I have peanuts anywhere near me and they're not salted. Yes. What's that about? I agree. I also hate when you're eating chocolate covered peanuts and they're not salted. Put some salt on them and then put chocolate on top. Throw some salt on that. So dumb. I'm also not a lover of M&M's, but I will eat them. But I don't want raisins anywhere near me ever. The only kind of M&M's I like are peanut and mini. But again, oh, peanut mini. M&M's, the peanuts are not salted. Yeah, but there's chocolate sometimes. I will say well, all the time if it's a peanut You M&M. all had wonderful answers and you would all be back in my good graces should something have. Yay. Are we in your bad graces? It should According we have not been on good graces, but... I don't know. I also want to let you guys know that you're just wrong about raisins, so it's fine. Raisins <laughs> rule. I, I don't hate them, but like, I really don't. What's that one song? But I really, really, really don't like them. I don't Wait, like them. I just. Ugh. I really, really, because really I think like so. You. Like, I think it's part of the texture. I'm also not a huge grape. I don't. Fan. Yeah, I don't like grapes. I like. Yeah, I like the green grapes. Sometimes. I obviously I the grapes. best way I'm gonna get my grapes are when they're smashed. Yes. And fermented yes. and in a glass called 
a wine glass. Amen. You know, I like wine. I like purple um, I do like green grapes. I think that part of the reason I don't like raisins is because, like, I don't like chewy stuff like that. Yeah, I don't Because there's, yeah. like, fruit roll-ups are kind of, like, a, say, like a chewy, like, get stuck in my teeth, and that's how raisins are. Um, I don't like dried fruit like that, really. I don't either. I don't like raisins. I don't, yeah. I'm a huge fan of. I, mm-hmm. I will say I like them better than raisins. Maybe it's a texture I thing. Maybe maybe you're right about that texture that thing the for me. Horrible, dude. I, I, I truly I don't know what they taste like. My favorite all, cereal is raisin bran crunch. So are you good. serious? Yes. I will say what are you, though, eighty. When yeah. my mom makes Irish soda bread, that is the only time I will gladly eat raisins because her soda bread is the best soda bread. And she puts a whole container of raisins in oh it. Oh my god, um, the raisin guys! Cut up, slice it, some Irish butter on top. I'm gonna need some of that pronto. So good. Did anybody uh, get what's bingo? Another question. Were there any bingos? I didn't see any. No bingos. All right. Well. Patient has one spot left. Dang. Any other questions? We can get them to get a bingo. Thank you. Oh, we are tied. So How do we do a tiebreaker ask... again? It's tied Hold between. Hold on, Patia, What spot do you need? I'll say it. No. We're <laughs> <laughs> not tied with Gryffindor. Gryffindor would Gryffindor still lose. Gryffindor needs a win. Do we have any questions? Buttheads. Yeah. Do we, we have any done questions? That in a long time. Do we have any of our own? Um. <laughs> <laughs> if you okay, so if you could have um charmed i guess the statues in any way what would you have the the statues do during this whole shindig break dance knock them out mama said knock you out double said i'm gonna do a and a hi-ya and i'll kick her sir sir. (laughs) (laughs) oh man i think i would have the statues just like try and pin him back (laughs) maybe Uh, um, do you, what kind of talking to, or what kind of conversation do you think Voldemort and Bellatrix had? It was probably not nice. Oh my God. He's not a nice human. Yeah. Oh my God. Sam says, play gotcha nose with Voldy. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Do you think he tortured her? Like a Bellatrix? Crucio, little Crucio action. He does uh, say, I'll deal with you later. And like, I he is mad. So. I think he I, would. I, I have a whole thing that I don't want to discuss of what I think happened. Okay. It's not, but kid, I don't know. I it's think not that, like, kid friendly. Well, for, I, like realistically, I think that after this happened, he probably called like an, emer- like an emergency meeting kind of thing that like, who's we just screwed. Mm-hmm. Like we, we just got screwed because yeah. we lost how many death eaters. So 11 call, death eaters, right? Call back to Malfoy Manor and talk about it. Like they got to regroup. Yeah. New plan. They had the baby at least before like the battle of March, end of yeah. March, April of um, 1998 before the battle. Yeah. Because that's when they, we see her at Malfoy Manor um, and she's not pregnant. Because everybody else that's and there. That that, so the all the Death Eaters that are there are going to Al's Caban. So he's got all the other I people wonder, that are left. I, do, I was thinking when I was reading this chapter, I was thinking like, Okay, so Lucius Malfoy has like evaded the whole Death Eater talk, and now he's literally, literally about to be captured for it. Like, like, do, do I don't know if Fudge knew. I think he's like one of those people. Who, like, 
when you say like, well, how do they not know? I think he's oblivious enough to not realize and be like, well, he was always such like a whatever kind of guy. Like, I wonder if he was thinking like I screwed up or do you think Fudge is like, I did everything right. That's a lot of questions all in one. State. I think maybe, uh, in his heart of hearts, he knows that he really messed up. I mean, he kind of, I, he doesn't really admit it, but, um, in the next book with the the new minister of magic, when he's like briefing him on like things with the muggle prime minister, um, he's like, do you think I really still have a job after all this? Like he says that. And so like, he knows, he knows he screwed up. How do you think he feels about now finding out that like Malfoy's legit a death eater? Like, I wonder how the public feels about it. Cause I feel like that's, obviously going to be huge news i mean i think they were mad about it but we all obviously see that like nothing really changes it's like what does john mulaney say you know like a liar like he's literally been lying about it for years like you like we knew this yeah we knew this we know this we don't like this it smells down here is it you (laughs) no it smells like someone on the floor okay i don't know how to respond to that Oh, Gryffindor got a bingo. Got a bingo. <gasps> no way. Ba-ba-ba-ba-bingo. Let's see. Vinny says luscious. Yes. Okay. Katie. Yep. Yep. You got it. Gryffindor okay. wins. Well, they won well, bingo. Well, they won bingo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, what? Gryffindor won, won bingo. They won bingo. But oh, oh, we didn't win everything. Ah, Slytherin won. It's like catching a snitch and still losing. Slytherin, Slytherin won. won the house cup. Oh. Now, how, is that was that because of cheating? What is it because of cheating that y'all won? No, I mean, I don't believe it. At but. least we got a bingo, Griffs. Well done. I mean, we were still talking. There were other ways. Yeah, there was. We were tied, but then we kept going. Whatever. Oh, boy. I don't agree. Anywho, what's next? Fan Fan story. story. Give that fan story. Mm -hmm. This fan story comes from November of 2018 from Rebecca B., she says, Dear Tiffany, Megan, Katie, and Sarah, I've been listening to your podcast since July and just caught up with all the episodes so I can finally provide my Potter story and wait excitedly to hear you read it on a future episode. Apologies in advance for the link. Don't apologize. I apologize for your you having to wait so long to hear your story. I discovered the world of Harry Potter in the summer of 2000 when the Goblet of Fire was released. I was a college student working as a camp counselor at a sleepaway camp in West Virginia, and my entire cabin of fifth graders had their parents mail me them mail them the books immediately upon release. I had never before seen children of that age so excited to read, especially at an outdoor recreational camp in the middle of summer. I decided to read the series so I could be in the know with my campers. As a literature major and lover of children's books generally, I fell instantly for the Wizarding World. I read the four books before school started again, and I couldn't get enough. That fall, I took a literary research class, and the entire course was based on one research project. We could choose any book to write about as long as there was literary critique to research and use. While everyone else was choosing Jane Austen, Shakespeare, or Ernest Hemingway, I chose Rowling and spent the semester immersed in Sorcerer's Stone. 
From there, I was really hooked. I went to each book release party, starting with book five, and I even got my husband to read the series. A great feat, considering he never reads fiction, and he loves it too. In 2016, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, and I spent 18 months having intense chemo, radiation, and four surgeries. In my darkest, loneliest days, Harry and the Wizarding World were my comfort. I was too mentally weak to read much, so I watched the movies over and over again. Now I'm thank thankfully healthy-ish, and discovering your podcast has brought an added level of dimension to my love of the series. I'm doing a rewrite, reread for the first time ever. To top it off, my five-year-old son just discovered Harry when I was watching the first movie, and he is obsessed now, too. I can't wait to read the books to him when he's older. For now, I'm thankful to have you ladies, the Facebook group, and all the fandom out there keeping me company and keeping the discussion alive. P.S. I love you all, but Katie, I feel you and I are kindred spirits. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm 100% Hufflepuff. <laughs> Book three is my, is my longtime favorite, and when I'm listening to the podcast and you comment, I'm always shouting in my head or sometimes out loud, me too. And I also said if I had to drop a book, I would drop Goblet of Fire. But I'm very excited for this reread, hoping it will change my mind. Um, she also adds, I was the one who posted in the group about the Diagon Alley house in Maryland. And she was excited when we talked about it in the Weekly Profit. Oh, yeah. Oh. Super cool. I remember that. Also, I would love for you to write back into us and tell us if anything did change with Goblet. Because it did for me. Because it did for me, too. Mm -hmm. And if we're kindred spirits, girl... I bet it did change with you too. I feel like doing the reread is reread has made me like all the books like a lot more. Like I don't have like I like all of them. You know? Book seven. It's like in the corner being like, Really? You're saying that? You like all of them now? <laughs> don't you like don't have a favorite? I do have a favorite. I thought we were close, Tiffany. Can't share a tent with us we're anymore. It's seven. crying in the corner. Seven, seven. <laughs> if you know you know <laughs> anyways thank you so much for your story i'm you know glad that we could be there for you and all our silliness and and fun iggy's super nice excited to about escape. your, your story too i just want to say he it's not even 8 30 no, and he has been out. so loud but it's also earlier and earlier. rebecca i wish you and your family nothing but health yes and i'm super glad that you're a part of our family <laughs> sarah what? that's a joke <laughs> oh god yes i get it <laughs> It says below are the three unwritten rules of beekeeping. It says one, two, three. There's nothing beside them because they're unwritten rules. Did you hear her? No, <laughs> barely. Okay, I was like, I'm sure. So I don't know if they can hear you. Below are the three unwritten rules oh. of beekeeping. It oh. says one, two, and three, and there's nothing next to them because they're unwritten <laughs> rules. And I laughed. <laughs> <Pretty>. <laughs> Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. I got a joke. It's a knock knock <laughs> this time. Oh boy. I got a girlfriend. Knock knock. Who there? Neville. Neville who? Neville who? Neville gonna give you up. Neville gonna <laughs> no! let you down. 
<laughs> it actually says Neville Neville gonna give up Harry Potter, but I had to change it because mine was better. Uh, okay, okay, okay. What's black and yellow and flies at thirty thousand feet? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, be on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> What do they call a bee that can't quit talking? <laughs> it's good. Blabby. I don't get it. Oh, Blabby. Blabby. Oh. Why are you looking at bee jokes? What did I miss? I don't know. Because this is from Sarah B or Rebecca B. <laughs> what do you do with a limp wasp? A what? A limp wasp. What? <laughs> Take it to a waspital or step on it a second time. <laughs> oh my god. Here's another funny one. It says, Wanna listen to some music? I've got Bebop, Beethoven, Beyonce, the Beatles, Beastie Boys. Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Justin Bieber. The other one goes, Do you have anything from Sting? (laughs) (laughs) Any more jokes? I mean, there was tons, but I won't read them all. (laughs) There were a lot of bee jokes. (laughs) All right. Bees? (laughs) Make sure that you follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Peaches Family. Tiffany is on Twitter and Instagram at Tiff Swish underscore flick. Um, and I, oh, also, if I think everybody should message Tiffany on Twitter and tell her that she should make a TikTok account. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do on it? Besides, you come up with stuff. Scrolling things. <laughs> and Sarah's on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. <sighs> Plugging other projects. Excuse me. I'm sleepy. But I've been enjoying the nice uh, weather the past couple of days here in the land. It's been awesome to be outside. Um, I bought Alana this little, um, like, battery-powered sink that, like, actually has water flowing through it. She got one last year for her birthday and then it like got all gross over the winter and things. And so I bought her a new one. So that was fun. We played with that yesterday and I'm back at work after my spring break. So it's nice to be back in like a routine. And also I went through my clothes with Alana and I just, I'm trying to like just downsize and kind of uh, donate some stuff. And I have a friend who I work with and she's really, really awesome. And I gave her three bags of clothes and like some purses and stuff. And I got to give those to her today and she was so excited about it. And she texted me and she was like, I'm so excited. I'm loving all these clothes. I'm like, yay. Happy. (laughs) So it's nice. Like I got to, you know, downsize my stuff and, you know, make somebody make somebody happy and so she's pumped about it so that was cool it's good that's awesome awesome. yeah and what else am i doing i'm reading a court of thorns and roses i'm reading it slowly but it's it's really good i um 
don't give her any spoilers and if you do um, i will not be pleased i don't i don't think they would i, I don't know not. people are ruthless this one woman i follow who does art when that last book came out she literally had to put on instagram because people were sending her spoilers to Aww. make de- like demanding her to well sorry this under pronouns or the sharp they were demanding that they make art based that, off like, of the last yes. book hmm. and they obviously were like first of all don't come at me like this at all um and second of all no yeah i felt really bad because it happened to actually a lot of people on instagram Jeez. Um, I've also been listening to, uh, an audio book. I did that a lot. I forgot to bring my book to work today. Cause when I teach online days, I have, um, more downtime obviously than when I have students in person. And so I did a whole lot of lesson planning while I was listening to the book. So I've been, um, listening to star Wars air, um, to the empire. I'm on chapter 25. So I have like, it says I have two hours and 40 minutes left. So basically it takes place after um, episode six. So it's in between six and seven. Not as actually exactly sure like where in the timeline it is, like how close to episode seven it is. But it's got like Leia and Chewie and Han and Lando, good old R2 and Luke in there. And it's a really good book. Like it's really good. And I've been enjoying it. It's by Timothy Zahn. And thank goodness for Audible because I can get things done and read at the same time. Awesome. Oh, and Vinny just informed me that it is no longer canon. So I think that is that part of is that considered legends now or is that something different? Yes. Okay. What book were you reading? Uh, Heir to the Empire. So not not canon. Who's to say? But I did buy. Oh, well, I guess I could share this as well. Um, Maddie and I went to Columbus, Ohio over the weekend. And we went to Barnes and Noble and he bought me a few books. He also bought us a um, Mandalorian puzzle. So it's Mando and um, little Grogu. So we're going to do that together. And then I got a couple of Star Wars books. And then I got a couple of um, YA books that I'm going to be reading. And I got, uh, what is it, Darth Plagueis, which is a Legends book. And then I got um, a Bloodlines book, which I believe is canon. So I'll be diving into some more Star Wars books. That's all I have. I had a lot to say this week. Sometimes I'm like, I'm working out. (laughs) I am working out, but (laughs) I'm also reading. Um, So Paisha actually reached out to me and gave me a really gave us a really good idea for like this section of the podcast, because we always just like call it. What are you doing? But we always Mm -hmm. talk about things that give us like joy and find peace and happiness. So we should say something like, what are we all doing for self care? Oh, I like oh, that. Okay. I, like, I like that a lot. I don't know if I consider me reading books that make me cry self-care. <laughs> but you're doing something for I don't yourself. Know. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, um, sometimes those books are hard. I, like, I didn't know I had to look this up after this one book crushed my soul about a book hangover. And I think it's it's been over a month oh, and I'm still it. reeling from it. Yeah. Harry Potter did that to me for sure. I mean, it's done this to me for years. Um. So I guess, honestly, everyone, my self-care is doing this podcast. Um, That's where I get to come down here. And my only, like, 
title is Tiffany, right? So like when I'm down here, I'm uh, not like teacher Tiffany no. or mom Tiffany or wife Tiffany. I'm just like You're me. not just Tiffany. And I get to You're nerd out. Gryffindor Tiffany. Gryffindor Tiffany. I'm Gryffindor Tiffany. You are teacher Tiffany though sometimes. Teeth. Sometimes I can't help it. I'm teeth. Like I'm teeth down here. Honestly, though, if my sister, my sister, um, she loves that I podcast. She loves that. I love this. Um, she's seen all the movies. I think I'm not sure that she really like gets it, gets it. She and I are very similar, but also very different. If she ever, she, and she's the one who named me teeth. So if she, if she, I guess I should tell her <laughs> that you guys all call me teeth, um, teeth the grief as, as Sam just said, I think that's great. I'm going to have to let her know because she would be so proud of, of each and every one of you for calling me teeth. <laughs> that's so cute that's so cute but yeah so this is my self-care my daily self-care is that workout like i do the workout every morning except for on sundays and it really puts me in a good headspace like as much as i like physically depend on that as far as like health needs go like it's always great to take care of your body like that that the workout for me is more about my mental health and then honestly any time that I like do my face care routine, it's like goals. And I haven't like really like done it, done it in a while. So maybe like I always wash my face, but maybe I'll like do it up tonight since we're not ending at 1030. Do it up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what does David I'm say? Done. I'm going to stop like a 12 talking. step regimen that he does nine times a day or something. Let's see. I have been reading. Uh, more the past week I finished finally the second book in the scythe series um, and it was very good it was kind of one of those <laughs> it's kind of annoying actually because I told myself I was going to finish reading the second book and it is a trilogy but I wanted to take a break from this series just because like it had taken me so long to get through this and I wanted to just read something different but then the ending of the second one is one of those endings where like you really just want to go on to the next one because it was like a cliffhanger ending. Um, but I didn't. I was I gave myself the break. So I started Addie LaRue, which so far is very good. Um, and I'm like intrigued with where it's going to go. I don't have any ideas of like what's gonna happen but where i'm at it's it's very good um and i want to ask where you're at but i also don't want to have spoilers for people that haven't read it that's a book that made me cry but i think that majority of the books i've read made me cry this year so <laughs> i think i'm only like that. a hundred pages in before like all because like you've done a lot of reading yeah. recently like the tail end of last year and in this year especially before all of this did books affect you this way yeah this is part of the reason why like so i know that like not that it's taboo but like there are people that get shocked that i read endings of books i have horribly bad anxiety especially when reading books to the point where like and i <laughs> What sucks is recently I've been reading like newer books. I try to find out exactly what happens and I go back to it to be like, it's going to like, this is how it's going to happen. Like, so I know exactly. So what's like as happen. you're reading and like big things are happening, you think to yourself, but it's going to be this way eventually. Yeah. To, to and, like, I like yourself. to know. I like. Okay. Sometimes I'm like, I'll be strong and like, I won't look. Do stuff you, up and then, so like, you, do I you do. spoil every book? 
Not every book, but majority of them. Which one haven't you spoiled recently? I'm sorry to take over Meg's section. These are questions I have. Why don't we just wait till my section? They're burning. <laughs> don't forget, because I'll forget. Discord, don't forget. Megan, go on. Okay. So, Scythe. Um, so, I also have... I have obtained the Dumbledore book, and I'm excited to read it. Yay. And I also plan on reading seven again. Um, yeah. I just really want to be able to like genuinely make connections and not have connections just like pass us by. I want to make sure that we get all of them. So I think that Katie and I, I think that we said this, that we're going to read seven together. We kind of want to like have our own little mini book club, me and her while we read seven. So we're going to like read a chapter and then talk about it and read a chapter and talk about it. Because I really want to make sure that like we understand seven um, enough to like really ha- just have good conversations on the pod for you guys. Bring it um, up like I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll probably seven. like text Tiffany and Sarah about it and be like, oh, my God, guys, do you remember this? So <laughs> um, and. I'm booking vacations, guys. People are ready to travel. And I'm, you know, like, obviously, I still say be safe. Make sure that if you, you know, if you can and have access to it, get vaccinated. Um, But I'm booking a lot of vacations for the summer and the fall. And I think that it's so interesting. So Katie and I went to the outlets today. Disney has two theme park outlets in Orlando, like off site that you can go to and like merchandise that just like they have too much of, they'll send it to these outlets and like highly, highly discount it to the point where like Minnie Mouse ears, like the headband ears in the park are normally $30. They're $3.99 at the outlets. Like mm-hmm. I'm never buying anything in the park ever again. <laughs> I'm just going to wait and hope <laughs> it comes to the outlet. But I was going to say those like summer treats you got was the summer theme last year. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. like I bought these ears. I bought two pairs that are for sure from last summer and spring, which is right Mm -hmm. around when the parks closed. So like they just had such an excess of these ears because they didn't have enough time to sell all the ones that they made. Um And it's just going to be so weird to think back to a year ago how empty the Disney parks were like in July and then Mm -hmm. compare it to July this summer. Um, It's but yeah, if anybody's interested in traveling um, Disney Universal cruises, honestly, like almost anything. uh, Hit me up if you want to help a small business. It doesn't cost whoever's booking anything. Um, But if you book through me, then I can help you plan everything. So that's the, that's like the only holdup is that I can only help you plan if I book it for you. That's like in my contract. So like, don't think I'm being mean if I can't like help you plan because you already booked it. It's like literally just a part of your job. Yeah. So that's how she makes money, honey. Bread um, and butter. So if you guys want a book, reach mm-hmm. out to me and I can help you. Um, I can help you plan. 
and it's fun. How would you not want to book through Meg if you're going to Universal or Disney? You know <laughs> everything. <laughs> like, if I was someone just like Jane Schmo off the streets, Jane I would be Schmo. like, <laughs> well, I'm not Joe, I'm Jane. Um, I would be like, yeah. I would love to turn this. Uh, let me tell you what I want to do. You give me suggestions. Do it for me. Do this work for me. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you want to do that? It's perfect. And like, also, even if you're a planner, um, if you book through a travel agent, like it literally, literally, even if you book on your own, you're already paying for a travel agent. It's like Disney builds that into the cost, regardless of how you book the vacation. So you're genuinely not saving any money by booking it yourself. So even if you're a planner and you like to do all of that kind of stuff, you can still book through me and like help out a small business. And then you can take over however much of the planning that you want to. But it just helps a small business by booking through a travel agent, any travel agent. Like I just highly recommend using them. They know what they're doing for, you know, whatever they specialize in. Um and normally they do it because they love it more than anything because it's yeah it's just it's just so much fun so Kate that's that's all I got my self-care has been booking vacations for other people and being excited (laughs) for them (laughs) um my self-care this week was uh forcing myself to be an adult we got our dryer fixed we got our uh, garbage disposal fix so we and then meg unclogged drains like there was a lot of things wrong at one point just because we wanted to be vaccinated and like with maintenance people coming in here we just felt weird they also like always wear masks that aren't effective so yeah. i was like i don't want to call them into my apartment until i'm vaccinated but like yeah it it needed to be done so it happened when it was supposed to happen that um Working out is always my self-care. I agree with Tiff. Like, I'm trying to do my facial routine because it feels very nice. And I feel like Same. I'm taking care of myself. Um, yeah. And today I got a new Simba headband for my workouts, which Girl I'm so excited Girl got way more about. than a Simba headband. I got a lot of stuff today, <laughs> uh, which I feel kind of spoiled, but I do feel spoiled. I'm excited about my new shirts. She got new button downs. They're so mm-hmm. cute. I'm super nice. excited. A little retail therapy. Yeah. Yep. Always fun. Oh, and I Jeez. bought <laughs> a I bought a bath bomb because I'm usually just like a shower person. I never like slow down and just like take a relaxing bath. So I'm gonna try and force myself to do that. Just like cool. chill out. And this, isn't it banana split? Yeah, it's banana split. <laughs> it's got like colorful Don't sprinkles drink the bath in it. Water, Katie. It's not e- edible. I'll try really hard not to. No promises. Salsa. <laughs> uh, um, what have I done in the past week? I I read the Shadow and Bone series, <laughs> and I'm laughing because that sounds crazy, but it's a trilogy, and I finished it today. And that's all I've done, really. Work. I did my notes outside because it's so beautiful out. And then I don't know what I'm going to read. Well, I do know what I'm going to read next, but I'm not going to say it on here. And then I will. I do have the Six of Crows because it's like in the same universe. So I do. I bought the Six of Crows and whatever the second one of that is. 
Um, and then I'll read the other the other two, like the King of Scars and whatever the second one is. <laughs> so is it called so King of Scars? Huh? Is it called King of Scars? Yeah. So like, there, it's called like the Grisha series or Grishaverse, I guess. So like that Shadow and Bone series, it's series that's coming out. I wanted to read the books before I watched the series, which is probably not a great thing to do. Mm. Um. So it, they're all in like the same universe. So like, there's characters from the first three books that are in these other ones. Um. So it's a TV series. It will be on Netflix. You have yeah, better luck with a TV series than a movie. So. I agree. And I like, well, I only know like one person, but like Ben Barnes is in it and I love him. He was Prince Caspian in, um, is it Voyage of the Dawn Treader? I don't know. I didn't see that. I never read that book, but that's the, um, I know that name. Chronicles of Narnia. The Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Ben Barnes, man. Oh, that's yeah. him. Yes. Okay. He's an attractive man. All right. But I'm excited. I didn't think, um, cause I know Stefan Holmes like was one of like the main people that, um, told me to like read it. She goes, I think you'd really like it. And obviously in less than a week, I read th- all three books. They're so, they were so good. Pretty epic um, reading. Oh, it broke my little heart a little bit, but it was good. They were good books. Now, what were you asking me? Is there a book that you haven't spoiled for yourself? I when I read Gone Girl, I didn't spoil it, and I wanted... when was that? What year was that? <laughs> um... A long time ago. Yeah, let's go to that. What year was that? Uh, I don't know. What year did we? It was maybe two thousand and thirteen, like thirteen, maybe. I just specifically remember not, so... not spoiling that one and not reading ahead because. I was reading it on my iPad at the time. Okay. And I didn't really spoil. I kind of, there was some stuff that was spoiled for, um, a court of silver flames, but majority of that was not spoiled for me. Um, but also like, I don't always read the, the exact ending of the book. Like the one that I just finished today, the ruin and rising. Yeah. Um, there's like a little epilogue and I did read majority of that. Cause like, I needed to know like what was gonna be like the epilogue thing. And, so, okay, so when you get a book and you're reading it, mm-hmm. like, at what point, usually, like, ballpark it for me, chapter-wise, do you say, I can't handle it, I gotta look? Because it can't be from Jump, because, no, like, because no, you don't know no. anything yet. It depends yet. on how into the book I am. Sometimes it ha- happens, like, in the middle of the book. Sometimes, like, so, like, some, I, I, I don't know if I really read, like, with, the cruel prince i don't know if i read spoilers like i don't do it all the time and sometimes like stuff just accidentally happens so like when i feel like when you read series like this they have those like wikipedia pages um and like you i google some like one of the characters and then like right there like when you here like let's let's do this like if you look it up and it has that like little section and it tells you all about them um unlike wiki yeah, and it tells you like their name and like their relationships and like what their title is. Um and it'll tell you like if they're alive or dead. Um like this thing right here. So like oh, that Okay. Sometimes like I spoil things for myself. So well, well that person's dead or oh that person survived this. Like Interesting. And sometimes like there's a character in the series that like, oh I don't care for. Um, and I wanted to know if they died. So I had to look it up and I was not pleased with the answer. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So I don't know. It just depends on the book and whatever else. So got it. I will say I've read, I think 21 books this year 
And my goal was 24 books. Oh, jeez. So, um, <laughs> so you relax. You can relax. We'll be plowing through that in April. That is my goal. Are you going to reset a goal? No. Okay. I just told myself, like, I didn't want to, like, I didn't, I wanted a low goal and be like, if I meet it, great. If I go over it, great. Um, like, 24 books in a year is doable for me, obviously, <laughs> now that I've read 21 in three months, basically. Right. Um. So I'll be able to get to 24 in April. That's my goal. I mean, I've already read three books in April, so. And then I'll probably read the the Six of Crows and whatever the second one is. And I've got, I counted on my, like, TBR. I have 14 books on there. So we'll see. Okay. I also have more books in my Amazon cart, so there's that. I am not surprised by any of this. Sometimes they like if they're like too emotional, like sometimes I need a book that has like no not that it has no emotion, um, but like I wanted to read because I was reading a lot of like f- lack of a better word, like l- stories with a lot of love in them, like love stories, but they weren't really like love stories. So then I read Master and Apprentice <laughs> and I was like, this will be good. It's a Star Wars book. It won't make me cry. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> not pleased with that but it was a good book so if you haven't read master and apprentice by claudia gray um such a good author i like her i've read that and i've read lost stars by her and both of them were very good books i really like lost stars because it gives you a different perspective on like growing up in the galaxy and technically like they're on the the dark side uh, essentially but like it just gives it doesn't feel like the dark side yeah yeah feels like they they think that they're doing what's right oh that's kind of like real life Yes. So. Remember and if you have any when... book recommendations, send them my way. Oh my gosh. Oh, and that's, yeah, well, I literally, people tell me, text me stuff, or not text me, but they like send me Message messages you. all the time. Yeah. Um, and this one woman I follow who does cosplay on Instagram, a couple of, like in the last month, showed like a screenshot of her Goodreads page. She has over 500 books on her want to read page. I have two. That's a <laughs> because lot. Because I like. Half the time I forget to even like edit it. So I go in when I'm about to finish the book and be like, oh, I should put that I'm reading this. So in like five minutes when I'm done with the book, I can say I finished it. Jeez. <laughs> I do that. That's like adding to your to do list just so you can cross it off. Yeah. I do that all the time. I I yeah, forget. I do that too. Um, it just feels good. It's nice to feel accomplished. Well, honestly, uh, you and, you know, everybody else that we talk about books all the time have inspired me to to read. So whether it's Audible or like a physical book, like I'm doing my best. So I am um, taking a little bit of a break from like playing video games to pick up some books. I just, just I'm that. so excited because I really like that series. I'm yeah. Well, that. I can read tonight. Because it's eight thirty. I'm just over here all the time. Like, there's so much content and not enough time to take it all in. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was using all of my free time to listen to this Taylor Swift podcast. I finally finished that, though. I'm sure Tiffany's thankful Thank because God. there were so many texts. <laughs> I just kept texting her. Oh my gosh, I agreed with this so hard. Okay, I don't agree with this. <laughs> I started messaging so with lows. Mia about it because she understands what I'm saying. <laughs> It was but. so fun. And I'm just like, there's podcasts and then there's books and then there's video games and I just want to do it all and I can't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's a lot. That's why I just kind of, I think I'm going to try and take it week by week. You like, know what else? Speaking of things that I love. Because there's so many things to do. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist is um, in season two. And like that, 
I love a good show that has singing in it um, and also attractive people. And let me tell you, the people in that show. Is Lorelai Gilmore in that? Not anymore. Ish. But was. Yeah, she was right. in the first season and some of the second, I think. Okay. Um, but Chef's Kiss to though, like, such a good, it's such a good show. There's a cute um, boy in that, right? Several. Okay. There are several cute but boys. But one that I know. Yeah, Skylar Austin, I think is his Give name. me a character. He was in uh, Pitch Perfect. There it is. Yep. Okay. Um, he, I think he met his ex-wife in that movie and now they're divorced. Mm. She was in True Blood. Why do I know these things? I don't know. There's just some attractive people on that show and they're singing. Um, and it's like really heartfelt. The first season was like the, the well, both seasons have de- are dealing with like sad things, but um, mm. I'd really, I really like, I really like that show. So that's something I finally, it came back. Where's it on? Like, a like where can you watch huh? previous seasons? So there's one full season out and then season two is currently playing. I watch it on Hulu. Hulu. Okay. Yeah. I think, it, I think it comes out on Sundays. I have no idea. Cause I watch it on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> Hulu. Yeah. Okay. Hear me out. I think this should be for Sassy Dumbledore. You could also say for Bella and Bees. <laughs> Is that why you looked at Bees? No, it just came to my head right now. For Beelatrix. Beelatrix. Someone said that in Discord. And I liked it. <laughs> okay, for Beelatrix and Sassy Dumbles. For Lord Puff. And for Lord Puff. All right. Thank for you, Lord Sam. Puff. Yeah. Lord Puffington the first. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! Okay. The sass is strong today. I know. Did you have a lot of like what's oh, I'm fired what? up today. There's a lot of drama in my own, not really my personal life. It actually doesn't really affect me at all. Um, and then I read three books in eight days. I do have to say that I was reading the notes in Discord, and Mia was saying that her tears don't start peeking through until he reminisces and sees all the good scenes with the trio. And then Liv commented, and I thought I read it as, I'm laughing, and I was like, how mean? Like, she's laughing at her crying. <laughs> and then it says, them laughing when I looked again. Clearly, I need to get my eyeballs checked. Yeah. I got this uh, Dumbledore book, and I'm really excited to read it. It's freaking great. Seems. It's so good. There ye be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.